0: How y'all doing tonight? Come on, clap your hands with us. Come on. Uh, it's a great time. It's a great time Come on. Uh, to spread some love and some cheer. Spread some love and some cheer. no matter where you come from, where you come from. Listen, you're my sister and you're my brother. I wanna see you
1: blessed. Welcome everyone to the next um, the next session of the Blue Table Talks. I am Dr. Daria Yvonne Jackson-Graham. I'm the Associate Vice President and Dean of Students at Cal State University and also one of the Chief Diversity Equity and Inclusion Officers. And I am so excited this evening to have some of our mentors from our Student Mentor Program here at CSUSB, where we will, be talking this evening um, about mentor, the role of a mentor, um, the ways in which mentors are supporting our students on campus. We're excited to have some of our students and colleagues in the zoom room tonight. And so we're going to give time to for them a little later to answer any questions, but just really glad to have each of you here. So I'm going to start by asking you to introduce yourselves. If you would give us your name, your pronouns, your major and what year, and then any other leadership positions
0: that you have held on campus.
1: So we'll start here.
0: Hi everyone. My name is Oluwa Toyosi Akinremi. I also go by Toyo. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a fourth year communication major. Um, For SMP, I am a lead mentor for the transfer and continuing students Mm -hmm. part of Student mentoring, and I'm also an RA on campus as well as working for the organization Students for Quality Education. Awesome, glad to have you.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Ignacio Vera. I am a fourth-year communications major. My pronouns are she/him. I am a lead mentor in the student mentoring program, and I am president of Delta Sigma Phi fraternity.
3: Glad to
1: have you. Okay.
2: How's everyone doing? My name is John Smith. Uh, my
4: pronouns are he, him, his. Um, I am currently a graduate student in the Masters of Science and Counseling program. I'm in my second year. Um, about, about halfway done with this program. I'm loving it so far. Um, so what was the other one? <laughs> Just your major your, your and then leadership positions. Oh, um, I'm currently um, working as a uh, student mentor, and I also hold a position in the student union as a as the lead building manager. Awesome.
3: SMSU. <laughs> SMS. Hi, everyone. My name is Glennis Rojo. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I'm a fourth year communications major as well, and I'm a peer advisor here at Cal State San Bernardino. Um, I'm also the manager of the data outreach team in the public relations um, practicum, so I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have each of you.
1: I'm always amazed that students, you very rarely have just one leadership role, Mm -hmm. Um, and you probably have several throughout your time here at San Bernardino, Cal State San Bernardino. Um, I wanted to talk to you particularly about the role of a mentor, and I'm hoping that folks here tonight in Zoom, but also maybe be listening later, can leave this session really understanding the power of mentorship, um, the rich resource that we have on campus by having these positions available and really learning more about what it is that you all do as mentors. So let's start there. If you were in the elevator and you had to give an elevator pitch and someone asked you what is the role of a mentor, particularly here at CSUSB,
3: how would you answer? Hmm. Um, I would definitely say a guiding light Um, Just kind of some background, I'm a transfer student, and I transferred when the pandemic happened, and I think I wish I would have had a mentor because it's kind of hard navigating things, um, especially through not only a pandemic, but coming to the university. Um, So I would say a guiding light, just to put it in short terms. I
5: love that. I love that.
4: I would say uh, everyone, everyone has, or maybe sometimes everyone needs a person. And sometimes a mentor, whether it's academic or whether it's just a mentor in life, um, having a person, having the person who can sometimes help guide you, lead you, um, just support you, you know, whatever you have going on in life, uh, whether it's job opportunities, whether it's professional development, um, or whether it's just self-care, you know, I think having a person is really important.
1: Yeah. I just sent my my best friend a text and said, thank you for being my person, mm-hmm. right? Just everyone needs someone. They can check in about all kinds of things. I appreciate that, John. Mm-hmm.
3: Grey's, Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, my person. <laughs> I'll <laughs> always that. remember
1: uh, when Meredith told, uh, no, what's her name? Um, Christina Yang. Chris, yeah, she told Meredith, don't forget you're the son. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes,
5: yes.
0: yes. <laughs>
1: Before we go for it, I just wanna give you a chance to introduce yourself. Give us your name, uh, what year, and any other leadership positions you have on campus.
5: Hi, um, my name is Amber Smith, and the year is my last year, so I'll be graduating- Get it,
1: get it! Yes. in
5: Spring 2022, yes. And my leadership skills I have will be that I work with a student mentor program, and also I'm a treasurer for the Coyote Transfer
1: Alliance Club. Awesome. Thanks for being here. So we're just talking about the mentor uh, program. If you had to tell folks what it is, we've got your person, light, be a guiding light. One more.
0: Um, I would definitely say coming to CSUSB is a transition, whether you're a first year or a transfer student from like a different school, it's definitely a transition and being able to have an easier, transition to school is perfect for everybody and that's what we're here for to make it easier for you as easy as possible just to help you find your way into your new home yeah
1: I've you know it's like I want you to say it for the people in the back everybody is transitioning somehow Mm -hmm. and uh, oftentimes we can look at each other people and be like man they have it together but everybody is transitioning uh COVID made it so that everybody (laughs) is always in a constant state of transition with every day with what we're navigating. So I appreciate you highlighting that, you know, whoever you are, who's listening or who's on the screen, um, we all are always trying to navigate. uh, What's the saying? You never know what someone's going through, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? so So you talked about being a transfer student. I wanted to talk about just from your lens, and I consider you experts. Um, what do you feel like students are needing mentorship about, uh, whether it's, whether they're trans- transitioning or transferring in, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing from students? As a dean of students, what would you want me to know? What would you want administration to know about students as you're supporting them?
3: Mm, I think what I notice because a lot of my mentees have full-time jobs, So it's more so like the career readiness and how they can tie, you know, their educational pursuits to um, real life jobs. So I think it's kind of, they want to know like, what can I do on campus to be more involved? Whether it's, you know, trying to find mentors, mentorship or getting involved with actual internships. They kind of like that stuff, that career readiness. Um, Yeah, so I would say that because a lot of my mentees do have jobs and they're not happy necessarily in what they have. That's why, you know, they're kind of pursuing school. So they want to know what else is out there. Um, Yeah, that's what I noticed. So life skills. Life skills. Yeah. Okay.
2: I would also like to add um, the mention of life there. I think one of the biggest things right now is every student who's here is looking for that mentorship as far as balancing, you know, life school work and work itself mm-hmm. right because everyone's you know we're fresh out the pandemic well, we're not even out the pandemic yet um, but you know these students are coming in here and they have not only no idea what they want to do with their future but no idea of you know let's say some of them are dealing with you know job issues and trying to find you know that security as far as like where's my money coming from where's you know my, me- my next meal going to be from um, so when they come to that mentorship and they're looking at you like Okay, maybe this individual has experienced this before, and you're able to let them know, like, hey, you know, although our situation isn't exactly 100% the same, I understand along these lines. You know, we have to work in order to pay for certain things, in order to continue to have security, in order to continue to grow as individuals. You know, we have to go through these jobs, we have to get our schoolwork done, and not only that, but at the end of the day, you know, we understand that, you know, your brother, sister, or daughter, and you have to take care of your family, you have to make sure like everyone else is well off as well. And I think just looking to mentors for that right now is like one big crucial impact of like joining mentorship in college.
3: I guess basically they're looking for balance, I would say, like how to balance life,
0: work, school and all that good stuff. appreciate that. I do feel, like, more
1: and more students are trying to navigate school and, right, mm-hmm. whether it's school and career readiness, or school and um, trying to understand what they want to do in life, and like mm-hmm. um, or like you said, I've got responsibilities outside of school, and school is just a part of what I do. I also have, I'm the breadwinner for my family, or I'm the daughter taking care of my of my parents, and so with that navigation piece, like even more, how do I hold all these mm-hmm. things? It's like the spinning plates, yep, like I need help on just being a cheer someone cheering me on like, yeah, I can do this. Is that kind of what you all hear from your mentees?
4: I would say yes, um, and not just cheerleading. I think you know when it comes to mentoring, right? You you are, and this is kind of where I tie it into kind of like with me learning um, from my counseling program. You are, you are the fellow traveler in your students' uh, career development, their life. Um, they don't have to come to you, but the ones that choose to continue to come, they they're getting, they they feel like they they're gaining some some sort of positivity from you. Um, and I think sometimes it's easy to, to miss that, Mm. um, that you are a fellow traveler and you are in a crucial piece to their development. Um, and I think as mentors, as long as we see that, right, like being a fellow traveler in our students' journey, you know, we don't make the decisions for you or for them, you know, it's up to them to what, what major they choose, you know, what, um, at the end of the day, what class they ultimately want to take, what, how how far they want to go in their education or their career. Um, but we are here to support them and make sure that they feel that. I tell my students all the time, like I'm I'm always going to be here for you. Um, I'm, always, I'm always going to be this fellow traveler. I'm not saying I'm on I'm on the back I'm, I'm back here chilling for you, but I'm
0: I hear you.
4: if you need me, I'm here for you. But if there's if you have a question, I would do the best that I can to the best of my ability or use the surrounding. We have what, 60 mentors, 80 mentors this year? Like we have a village. Wow. Is a village of mentors that, like, if I don't have the answer, I would definitely try. I, I, there is a guarantee that I will get an answer for you.
1: So, you have that many mentors in the program,
4: yes, ma'am. I wow. believe uh, there's uh, rough close to 60 on the um, first uh, uh, was it first, first year students, first year and transfer students, and I believe it's about 30 to 40 ish um, on the continuing. Wow, um, and, that, and that, that was a new thing, right? This this year, we the mentoring program merged together, okay. Um, and, and since now we have, there's more numbers. Um, so there's more availability to students, um, you know, students who want to, because I mean, in the past, like, we, I, mean, I I've been a mentor for three years and I've experienced students who wanted to come back after their first year and still mm-hmm. have me as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you want to either wing them off or keep them if you, sure. need, you know, if they need it. Uh, but I, I think that's a good thing, right? Like, the having that continuing inside to where like they can still have a mentor all four years, like why not? Yeah. They need a person.
1: Amber, what do you think, um, how do we help students know that it's available and that Mm -hmm. it's okay to say, I want a mentor, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We were just talking about how sometimes people can see mentors like counselors, like Mm -hmm. something has to be wrong Mm -hmm. for me to, um, how do we help students see the program is available and they should get the support?
5: Uh, I would tell the students that uh, there's literally nothing really wrong getting a mentor, especially there's uh, since we're coming out of the pandemic, a lot of students are coming back into new environment, especially transfer students like in person. Um, they probably some of them a lot, a lot of them lost social skills or just um, coming into new environment, not knowing there's a lot more resource, resources compared like to community college. So I would tell them like um, getting a mentor is not just someone who could just like tell you here's this and here's that. We're also there to help you um, succeed in courses and also help succeed in um, getting more, put yourself out there in social like events, mm-hmm. uh, socially um, getting connections as well, not just with other students, but also with them um, professors and staff. So it's not really a bad thing, it's just there to help you succeed. And hopefully when, like me, such as I, like it's my last year, maybe when I graduate, they can hopefully take my place and also do pass along the same, um, tricks and
1: stuff that I've also taught them and they can pass on to other students. It's a great segue into a question I wanted to ask was for the student who feels like they are not um, leader enough or smart enough or their grades aren't, you know, they're not, they're not outgoing enough. Um, What would you say to a student about who wanted to be a mentor, but they don't necessarily feel like they're prepared to be a mentor? What kind of preparation did you all get? And what would you say to someone who felt like, I don't know that I could be a mentor?
0: I would definitely say that I know since we're in this leadership role that they may look at us as like perfect, that we have everything together, but I promise you we don't, at least I don't. <laughs> so I think. You're speaking of truth, we're human terms. I think that's humanitarian. <laughs> Me too. So uh, I'd say just taking us off that sort of pedestal you may have us on that we're like, oh, they're together, like, I can never do that. And just um, maybe coming and talking to us and asking us how things are. And we can give you back like, the information that, you know, we didn't do this all by ourselves. We had people who, believed in us and who saw that we were willing to put ourselves out there and saw like, oh, this person can definitely bring something to other students at CSUSB. And um, it's just the, the first step. You have to be willing to take the first step of I'm willing to put myself out there and be recognized and seen. Um, and then as soon as you're willing to take that first step, someone will definitely be able to take you and guide you to where you need to be. You don't have to know everything about CSUSB to start off. That's Mm -hmm. what we have trainings for at the beginning of the semester, at the beginning of the year before school started. We all had to do like a week long training to learn more resources and learn different ways we could help students. Um, I would just say the first step is being willing to put yourself out there. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: And also, I would like to add that also. I hear a lot of other mentors are probably thinking, oh, I'm not smart enough. And I'm like, that's not what it's about being a mentor. It's just also being there, you're relatable. Like you were in their position not that long ago. So you're just passing along the same uh, knowledge that you just gained as well, being in the position that you were there. So that's also another good step. It
3: sounds Our, like
1: compassion is required.
5: Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And honestly, I think like the beauty of it all too, is you have these interactions with students and you yourself are a student. And you actually it's a benefit also for mentors because you're developing your communication skills at the same time and you're contributing to their success as well. So I think it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. And I think that even for me in my future, it's going to help me in, you know, whatever career I decide to go in. But I mean, it's, it is my first um, semester being a peer advisor and I feel like it's helped me a lot as well. So I think that's
4: Great, awesome. Dr. Grant, can I get messy for a second?
3: Sure. <laughs> that was John, not Dr.
1: Grant. For <laughs> those of you who were, you know, listening later, that was John saying messy. No. <laughs> go. No,
4: I'm just kidding. it's not messy. It's just uh, it's an open moment for myself. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I've been a men- I've been part of the student mentoring program. Uh, this will be my this is my third year. Um, I started when I was in my junior year. At that time, I was holding a position here, working like AV tech. Um, I was I was an RA as well in housing. We're working with the Black Residential Scholars. Um, and Barbara Herrera, she's one of the coordinators. Um, she's been she's here.
0: Well, she's the bars is hey,
4: bars <laughs> <laughs> bars. I call her Mama Bars because like you know, I feel like she's everyone's super <laughs> mother figure. She's, she's always there for us, but um she gave me a shot um when i i came to her my junior year and i was like i want to be a mentor but i I have a 2.5 GPA Mm -hmm. i think there was like the lower part of the minimum was like a 2.7 or above and she sat down with me and was like i want you to apply you know i want you to apply i want to see what you got she gave me a shot you know and i you know I i will ever be forever grateful to that shot um you know, she was honest with me too. Like when I when I applied on the, the physical application, I, I didn't have it all together. You know, she sat me down and she was like, this is where, like she sat down and did professional development with me. And what well, is after the fact? Um, but guys, I was like, hey, like, how did how did I do? Um, like I know I got hired, but how did I do? You know, she sat down with me and she was like, hey, you know, this is some areas that you can work on. This is some areas that you did great. Um, you know, make sure you work on punctuation, make sure you're talking about, you know, your development and what, and also in my interview skills, you know, she helped me on that team. She was like, you came in like you were reserved. <laughs> you weren't John Smith, you know, you weren't comfortable and that's okay because I, I knew the person that you weren't and, but, you know, I had to kind of tell the rest of the community like, yeah, this is not, he was probably just a little too nervous to really give you guys what he had. As um, throughout the year, they, they finally, you know, they were able to see who I was, but, like I said, you know, she gave me a shot where she didn't have to, you know, she could have passed me up, you know, like, hey, like you don't meet the basic requirement mm-hmm. of you know, 2.7 and above, but and I, I would never forget that moment. because um, I, And I, I bring up this story of, of vulnerability for myself to, and to tell people in the audience, like sometimes it, you know, all it takes is someone just giving you a chance. Um, and from there, right, my GPA was balanced. I, I learned, I learned, a, Many skills that, I mean, I was at other positions kind of also taught me, but being a mentor, I, I learned time management. I learned how to be, to help myself accountable for my students. You know, like if I'm coming to work and I'm not meeting with my students, how am I getting the check? You know, like, yeah. I learned, you know, like what it meant to actually be a mentor, be present, follow up with your students with emails, send them weekly reminders. Hey, this is, you know, this is census day. Hey, faster for next year, just open them. You know, the small things that mm-hmm. add up to what's important. Um, I learned that while being a mentor, and I'll like I said, I'll be forever grateful for that moment, um, because it taught me a lot, and I mean, somewhere down the line, you know, I I asked her for a letter of recommendation, she was one one of my letter of when I got to grad school, Um, but sometimes all it takes is that one person to change, and change that narrative of, I don't know if I can do it, or I don't think I can do it, because my grades aren't good. Uh, or I don't, or you, sometimes you get that imposter syndrome, right? Being at a school that's an HSI, you don't see a huge community of right African-American students, especially African-American men. Um, uh, and you know, sometimes you feel like ah, maybe I can't be a mentor because I don't see a lot of right African-American mentors. Who knows? Maybe I can't be a counselor. i I've never seen a black counselor, but I was able to somehow turn that to a positive and become, you know, maybe I want to be the representation that can start yeah. that way. Um,
1: you
5: bring
4: up, yeah,
1: yeah. and I, I don't know, I, we've seen each other in person, Mama Barb, but <laughs> um, you bring up an excellent example of what you were saying. She got in there with you as a mentor. She wasn't an outside cheerleader. She mm-hmm. actually got into the process with you right. and walked you through it, which gave you an ex, a, a great example yeah. of how to mentor someone else, mm-hmm. right? And so, like you said, showing someone how to do it so possibly they can be that for someone else, which I think is the goal of mentoring anyway, yeah. is to give back what was given to you so that that person can give to the next to the next person. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: I know um, mostly everyone here is their student mentors. I am in the practicum program. Um, so I deal with the, the continuing students and I report directly to Judith. So same thing, she'll sit down with us and go over different goals so the reason why she does that, obviously, for us individually, but so that we can also take those skills and apply them with our mentees. Mm-hmm. So same thing that Barbara does. And I, I've met her, too. You're awesome, Barbara, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, same thing. Lots of love tonight. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's great. It's kind of like um, a cycle. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: And I, I, also want to add, um, kind of going back to John, so I hope Barbara has a towel or tissues ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was like OMG, I'm crying <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> yeah,
2: so it's really just continuing expanding on the thought of giving someone a chance, right? Um, you know, going back to John's story, same thing with me. Um, I was a little bit shy of GPA at that time. Um, however, you know, there's something that Barbara sees in the people that she hires as well, and yeah. so I love the shower with praise for that because. At this point, the way I look at the program is the program is like a second home to me. Mm -hmm. And the goal moving forward is for me to show someone else, like, you know, this is somewhere like a safe space, Mm -hmm. somewhere where you can really attach yourself to it and be, you know, that mentor for someone going forward. Um, And the three points that I kind of wanted to add to that was humility, Mm -hmm. relatability, and just having that leap of faith or like belief in yourself, Mm -hmm. right? As corny as it may sound or cliche as it may sound. First off humility and relatability are kind of tied together. Um, but letting those students know, hey, I struggled with these things. Um, I had issues with these things. I didn't know these things when I first got here, but you know, as I met with my mentor, as you know that mentor gave me confidence, he gave me advice, he gave me this and this, I eventually grew into the individual that mm-hmm. could feel good enough to be a mentor. And so even then, you know, you get all this information from your first mentor, and you know, you're not 100% ready to be a mentor. I don't think anyone really is. And yeah, so the be. only thing I can say- Throughout is that, life, yeah. yeah, right. You really have to have that belief in yourself. You have to take that leap of faith to want to do it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I like to call it a never ending continuous passing of the torch. Mm. Because your mentor comes in, they give you all this information, yeah. and you take that role of mentor when they go ahead and graduate or whenever they leave the program. And while it is good that, you know, you give that information to a group of students, I feel like personally, there's always going to be that one that feels it and really takes it in and they continue it moving forward, right? And so that's that's the feeling that I would say it's like the best feeling you get is when you see your student apply to become a mentor later on, because then it's like, I gave the student enough of what they needed to hear so that they're like, well, in this case, I really love the student mentoring program. Let me come back. Let me try and show... You know, these incoming students, what my mentor showed me. And I think that attachment, you know, that feeling continues throughout. I wouldn't say kind of like a family line, but that's kind of sure. what it is, right? As sure. you go through, you know, you get to meet this person. I'm like, hey, this was my mentor back in the day. I'm your mentor. And you continue that line going on as time goes on.
1: Speaking of which, do you have mentors? Do you currently have someone you consider a mentor? And um, how did you find them? How did you ask them to be like? How did that happen? Do mentors have mentors?
4: Oh yeah, I mean, I think right. I mean, mentors have mentors. Teachers have teachers, and yeah. counselors have should have counselors. <laughs> uh, not everyone does counselors, but hey, it's, it's, everybody, it's, it's, everyone right. needs it. Kind of like should Oprah try. in the
0: car. <laughs> you get, a, mentor. You get right? you a counselor, you get a counselor. Everybody gets a counselor. <laughs> but I think
4: you know, men, mentoring. And it's something uh, I think something we kind of already knew, but something I heard. I heard. I heard it being used this year, and I was like, it makes so much sense. And I agree with you. Mentoring happens anywhere, right? Okay. It happens at any stage of life, any part of your development or your growth. Um, and I think sometimes, right, my mentors have been people. I've never asked them to be mentors. It's always this weird, natural, <laughs> grow close to each other moment and you just continue a conversation. You continue some sort of connection. Um, so it's kind of like like there's no, you know, no one signs up to be your mentor. You just kind of click for some reason. I well, don't, I mean,
0: any of you have mentors? Uh, I would say definitely have, uh, I would say Judith is definitely a mentor. Mm-hmm. She's our supervisor for the continuing transferring. Um, and I've had a few people in housing. I've had people who are um, significantly older than me, barely older than me, mm-hmm. even younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just John Smith was saying there's no like life outside life besides school you don't have a assigned mentor it's just someone you naturally gravitate to and trust and you just feel like you can go and confide in them or ask them questions and they'll always be there to listen to you and they usually can have answers but you know if they don't there's no answers they'll definitely try and find it for you and they're just it they're able to make you feel better or just be there to uplift your spirits and make you feel better about any situation and if anyone can do that for you
4: i think for myself um like my mentors of, of right now because i think mentors change right as you grow um and then the four people i could kind of think of top of my head is uh jessica madrigal Barbara herrera um, anthony roberson and jesse felix like these are my four like in, in this moment, mentors. That's a good group. A, form. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a powerful group. It's a powerful group. I mean, these are, right, in some ways, my supervisors, um, my coordinators, right? But I think here, right, working as a student assistant on, on campus, especially in a mentoring program, like like me working on a bar, she has a, I don't feel like she's my boss, and she hates that term anyways. I know I'm not gonna call her a boss, but she's not a boss, like she, so, you know, we work as equals. You know, there's, there, there's, there's a kind of pseudo power struggle there, but, you know, she, I see her more as a, as, a, as a mentor figure than someone who gives us our paycheck, right? Um, because that connection she wants to build with the students. And I think that allows us to become better mentors because, you know, if you have a good mentor, you kind of learn how to be a good mentor. in a sense. Mm-hmm.
0: And they put so much, like, trust and faith into us that you, know, you want to go above and beyond because you just feel so good that they were able to put that in you that you want to really lead up to their ex- expectations.
2: And I'm, I'm actually glad she mentioned going above and beyond um, because I consider both Julio, that was my mentor when I first joined the student mentoring program, um, Julio Sandoval <laughs> uh, and then Barbara Herrera, of course. Um, I would say the the joy and like the the jovial, Environment that that program really has rubbed off on me to the point where, you know, I consider that home. I consider it something that I really want to dedicate 110% of my energy towards. And the biggest thing for me is just that having that program and having one Julio as my mentor, because it was ironic like when I joined the program, we both had the same job at Family Dollar. Um, so that was just <laughs> coincidental. Um, so we both had the same job. We understood, you know, that it was difficult and it wasn't like the best first job. Um, however, you know, it was it was something that we had we had in common, and we were able to talk about, you know, the struggles and things like that as far as working there. Um, but then Barbara Herrera, and as John mentioned, you know, just that then nurturing feeling that she gives and just being able to have that openness <laughs> and she says exactly. we are a team <laughs> so yeah I'm I mean, talking about just words. like that it's more like a family and that's yeah. what i consider at the student mentoring program i honestly consider the whole program as like a mentor as its, like own entity <laughs> because <laughs> when you go in there you can really turn to anyone and it doesn't matter if someone's you know with a little less experience than you or someone with a little bit more regardless of who you go to it's like this endless cycle of learning something new from everyone. Right. And just that openness that everyone has, that's what you know, creates that environment.
1: So tell me, how, how are you all paired with students and how are you connected with the student body? Does someone have to come in and opt in? They have to, Or are you connected by college or by like the culture centers or by transfer versus first year? How are you, how does that connection happen?
4: correct me if i'm wrong i'm
0: sorry
1: did you want
0: to say something oh yeah i was just gonna say it's more um trying to like broadcast that so there's mentoring out there you do have to come and ask for a mentor um that's why we've been trying to showcase the mentoring program so more people know about it and will come to get a mentor and once you request a mentor we usually try and do it by major if possible um at at least college. So that way you guys can have a better understanding for academic purposes. Like you might wanna be in like the same career fields or you had the same classes and stuff like that. So that way you could really help them in the academic sense. And then
3: there's like all other factors like if they're transfer students or working students I myself worked full time, um, mainly all of college. So that's why kind of like I was saying in the beginning like a lot of my mentees um, they do work full-time, so I can kind of relate, so that helps as well, and that's, I think, one of the determining factors.
1: Do you gather, do you gain, gather information from students, like is there an info sheet or something that they fill out,
3: and then that's how you there's, like, notes, yeah, they leave okay. notes, like, what they expect from the program and from you as a mentor, so you okay. get to access that information. And,
5: and also when you request meetings with them they do um also put down what they would like to speak about okay. in the meetings with your mentor so it gives us um
1: a better idea what to speak to them with and help them with that also it's giving me an idea that I'll I'll try to follow up with um Sarah Damas around possibility of connecting to the centers um and some of the other student groups that we have and trying to get information to them um, directly about the mentoring program. I think Mm -hmm. there's opportunities for us. And we said we would talk later about what are some of the opportunities that you all feel like uh, Mm -hmm. student affairs can be taking advantage of and me as the Dean of Students. And I immediately think of that one, like how can we bring the program to students instead of waiting for them? And not to imply that, because I know that you all get out there and you try to make sure Mm -hmm. students understand, but I'm thinking about ways of like, being um, even more intentional about bringing the program to to
4: students. If I may, I'll just add a little bit. Because um, over the this this year has been different, honestly, due to COVID. Um, we started off with our numbers really low. Um, I think in the summer there was probably seventy five people who were signed up on the the on the first experience side. Um, uh, sorry, freshman or uh, first time transfer student side, but. By the time in August, September, like mid-September, I think we had from 75 students to like 300 to 400, roughly. Um, So our numbers grew because we we were able to finally go out there and do the usual practice that we did. So, for example, in the past, we we used to have the time to go to SOAR, go to County First Step, go to the summer programs and be able to table yeah. um use our social media get our name out there we would have our cars. hey you want a mentor sign up we'll, we'll put you up right, right before school starts you know um being uh, a couple years ago we started uh, working alongside Cody first step we were in the classrooms with the students and that holds i, mean, I love that experience because like, you have people like yo like can i can i can you be my mentor for the year and, like, okay well, what's your major i got you <laughs> we'll, we'll try to work something out so we're able to really network and connect students but obviously when COVID happened right it kind of shut us down we had to be smart you know and more secluded and it was in a safe way um but we saw like okay our methods still work because as soon as classes opened up and people were on campus we were out there table every day of the first couple of weeks and our numbers shut up um and that's something i was like we, I, I was something you know i told i told mentors who were like struggling oh they have like two minutes it's going to increase. Just be patient. Within two weeks, everyone had about eight to nine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, like in a sense, like for like, for the program, like pat ourselves on the back. Like as long as you try to, you know, to get to the students, students are going to want the service.
1: Sure. Uh huh. Appreciate that. One of the questions I said I wanted to ask you about was transferable skills. Um, what do you feel like this position will? What skills do you feel like you have gained? that you'll be able to use even after CSUSB?
0: Um, like this was saying earlier, definitely communication skills. I'm a communication major, so that's key. So being able to have more practice at talking to people and um, engaging with people has definitely helped put my classes, my degree to use that I'm getting. Um, so applying, having something to apply those things to is really gonna help me in the future for jobs outside of mentoring. And I would say problem solving because you know students do come with um, problems and it may be academic or maybe um, personal or things like that. Just being able to really help them assess the situation and maybe trying to help them cut out the outcome that could benefit them has helped me have more, a problem-solving mindset and brain, and everything like that. So that can definitely help me
2: as well. I am, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I would say it's definitely something to help you become well balanced. Now, I would want to say the word leader. However, you know, it, it's really more so just becoming well balanced and having initiative. I think one thing is you can't necessarily. Um, One key thing you can't do is, you know, wait on the student to come in and, you know, go based off of whatever they, the student may want to talk about, right? Because then you may end up sitting there and it's just silence, you know, maybe the student doesn't have questions. Maybe the student doesn't have anything that they, you know, really want to talk about for that day. So, you know, you have to set up that agenda. You have to have everything kind of ready to go just in case. Um, And so I'd say it's really well balanced um, in the sense that, I mean, one thing that still doesn't change is procrastination. Um, still deal with that (laughs) to this day so um, that's something that I'm still not well balanced in but as far as just humility again uh, relatability having that communication being able to really connect with the student Um, and I think that goes for any aspect of your life right being able to connect to anyone whether that's at an interview yeah um, in my case I also deal with the fraternity so trying to rally with guys every now and then like hey we need to get this done let's raise money for this cause have to be able to get up and be like, okay, like we need to do this, or we can do this um, in a more like positive sense, like let's make something happen. Um, and it just inspires you to really be part of the bigger picture rather than, you know, when I first came here as a first year, um, I would just come to school, go to work, go home, go to sleep, you know, study in between whenever I could. But for the most part, it was really nothing. And as I became, you know, in this position, I ended up becoming the president of the fraternity. Mm. And to be honest with you, like three, four years ago, I would have never thought like, this is who I would become.
4: And don't forget so, you a lead mentor.
2: <laughs> yeah, so being a lead mentor as well, that, those just come with taking that leap of faith. And, you know, it's just with time. That's, that's really all it is, with time. Um, and it, as you get that experience and talking to new individuals every year, as you get that new group of students, um, but also continuing to stay in contact with the previous ones, it's It's really just with time you get that experience and you start to feel um, that comfortableness in order to you know be able to continue just growing as an individual
5: I think one of the skills I have also picked up um, while working for this program is creativity skills
0: okay
5: um, the, where like for example, uh, yes, yeah, students may come here with problems, but they also have issues like as you mentioned, they may not have something to talk about or sometimes they're a little too nervous to speak on some stuff they're um, dealing with personally. So uh, so there is resources that Judith and Barbara also tend to mention in our um, in their to-do list, saying like, oh, show them the success library. And when I show, I didn't even know that when we were doing our training. I was like, that's so cool. So you get to um, creative skills. We also help them how like, okay, what's your personality? I've also attended a workshop with the Transfer Success Center on how to uh, workshop to get to what personality you are and as to what job careers, and it's just for fun sometimes mm-hmm. it's not always but sometimes they also think about it so like oh maybe I should try uh look into that or maybe pick up a hobby pick up some um skills also that um look into the same thing or they may not think that they're they really, can probably pick up another skill and such things and also uh when students tend to struggle with um currently have a mentee who tends to struggle with studying tips and Oh, I'm having trouble in the same course that I've taken recently. So I'm like, I suggest create ideas, study tips, and say like, oh, I, this is what helped me in order to get succeed in that course. Maybe had perhaps we tried this, like, no, I didn't even think of that. So we work together. I also offer my students I'll even study with you. I'll go with you. I'll go to the office hours with professors professor ask. Well, let's break down these questions on what you need help with. What exact criteria you need. So it also pushes me how to um, better come up with questions that the students are maybe nervous to ask. Mm-hmm. So it does help me to
1: push my create- creativity skills. Sounds And the critical thinking skills, too, which th- those are very necessary, no matter what field you go into. <laughs> of course.
3: Oh, well, for me, I mean, everything that everybody said, of course, <laughs> but, you know, listening and the follow up too. Um, I think sometimes maybe they might feel like they're bugging us if they're reaching out. So I like to reach out regardless. Hey, how are you doing? How are midterms? And, you know, usually you have those mentees that are super engaged and they like that you reach out to them. So I think I can take that with me, um, in my career now and whatnot, following up is always super important, especially when you have leadership roles. So, yeah. And also just taking some time and actually listening, um, I think those are some skills.
4: Yeah, thank you for that. I was, about, I was just about to say two main things. Um, I learned, because like, when, when I first started as a mentor, I was an undergrad finishing up my uh, degree in psychology. And now I'm in my second year of grad school with my master's in counseling. And two main things that I think I use every day, like after learning from this, um, being a mentor, but also just kind of being as a student as well is, uh, number one is definitely listening like how to actively listen and to listen to the to the, to the point where the, the student or the client or the mentor, you the mentee or protege you are speaking to feels like they're the only person at, a moment at that moment. Because I, I think that's how it should be, right? They should feel safe. They should feel comfortable. They should feel to be able to some level of trust, right? Um, some confidence in like, okay, I know that Ignacio is going to like, I have something going on. I know I can come into this meeting. He might have something plan for me, but I know he would drop everything for me if I needed to speak to him about something. And, and he may have a resource for me. And this is the reason why I'm choosing to, to speak to him. So I definitely like honing in on that active active listening skill to, to get it to the point where your your student just feels that level of love, that level of trust, that level of comfortability to be able to. If they have something going on, hopefully they, they can entrust in their mentor to get them to a resource to help them. Um, I had a second one. My brain farted. So we're going to go to But definitely, i definitely listening.
1: Well, there was a question about how to find it, how to get in touch with the mentors and get with the mentor program. Thank you, Barb, for uh, putting in there the location, PL208. <laughs> and then there's also the links to signing up as, if you want a first year mentor or mentor as a first year student or a mentor as a continuing student, which is um, also in the chat. And then we'll make sure it's in the description of the podcast as well. The last question I just want to ask each of you is, what would you want folks to know about the mentoring program? Um, What's the final thought you want to leave with us about being a student mentor or the mentoring program itself?
3: there's so much that's why yeah. that's why everyone <laughs> tries it <laughs> one sentence maybe. um I think even <laughs> I think for me it's like we'll we'll help you with whatever resource you need for whatever you need if it's educational or career readiness we'll, we'll be the go-to <laughs> that's what I would say
4: <laughs> I'll be honest I would say if it's something you, you thought about at least one time um, right? Because most, some students, and you, like like you said, they have, a, there's like that negative discourse of, well, I'm not struggling my classes, I don't need a mentor. Um, I guess to challenge yourself in the sense of, not that you need, a like, everyone needs a mentor, but not everyone needs it for for a negative reason. Um, and it's not even a negative reason if you need it when you're struggling in or anything like that. But really what I'm trying to say is, uh, give it a chance, you know, being a, a Being a part of a program that offers free mentorship, um, right, a resource that is, that you never know what you can get from it. You know, it can be academically, it can can be social, emotionally, it can be personal, uh, you know, it can be professional development. You don't know what you might get from it unless you try it. But not even just with mentoring, I think with anything in your life that's coming to you. At the end of the day, right, we're all students, we're all here for that one main goal, which is to graduate with our bachelors, or go on to get the educational that we want. Um, and I think, you know, why not think of it as, as a mentorship or a mentoring program to help elevate you to the best of your ability? Um, right. As I said earlier, like being that fellow traveler, but being right, bringing that cheerleading, that fellow traveler, and also like just being having someone who's in your corner at all times to support what you want to do. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Particularly wonderful. when it's not a family member, it's powerful pal- pal- right. too. Like my daughter is already there, she's a junior high school. Mm-hmm. And she won't listen to anything I say because she's like, Oh, you're my mother.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, all she's all stressed <laughs> about getting into college. I'm like, you are a 3.9 student. <laughs> Come on. You have, oh, to, wow. you have to tell me that. Like, no, I I work in colleges. <laughs> like <laughs> I would tell you. But to have someone that's not in your family mm-hmm. or you know, someone that you already assume, oh, they're gonna mm-hmm. always tell me something good because they love me. Like, yeah, your mentor can love you, but your mentor is going to keep it real. Like your mentor is going to tell you, you know, all the things that you you need to know. So particularly when they're not related to yeah. you. Yeah.
2: I want to, um. I want to bridge my statement to John's actually in that,
1: a it's sense, a great way to not say piggyback. <laughs> I <even> that. <laughs> so does <is> Barbara. <laughs> so
2: is Barbara. Right? She does. If
1: you want to bridge all your right. comment? I love Thank that. Th- Go ahead. Thank you.
2: Um, I really want to say that the student mentoring program is here for you. And I tell my students this all the time. And I know that's a very broad statement. But in a flip side to what John's saying, is like the one end goal is a degree. Um, While that is a true statement, I think one thing in letting them know that the program is here for you is that it's in all aspects of everything that goes on through college, right? Mm -hmm. So although it would be nice, you know, get through those four years or however long it takes you, honestly, to get your degree, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going on my fifth year. So it's kind of like really understanding like that there are things that happen in life, right? Right. So if you need to take the leave of absence, we're going to help you get that paperwork. Mm -hmm. We're going to help you fill out those forms. Who's the proper person to talk to? Um, you know, things happen where people decide, you know, maybe school isn't for me at this very moment. We're going to help you, you know, fill out that paperwork. Again, talk to those resources and maybe a little bit of convincing, you know, like, don't give up, things like that, obviously. Right. Um, but, you know, when somebody really needs that guidance, as far as like, you know, they need to work to support their family or like earlier stated, the breadwinner,
0: um,
2: sometimes, you know, they have to leave the institution. They have to leave here and you know, figure these things out. Yeah. And the goal in saying that, you know, I usually tell my students at the end of every meeting, like, I'm here for you. The other mentors are here for you. here for you, And this program is here for you. So if one day you decide, you know, college isn't for me, although it's sad that I will no longer meet with you or anything like that, that does not mean that you can't reach out to me. That does mm-hmm. not mean that I'm not going to help you, you know, fill out any paperwork to get out of here. I'm going to be there for you the regardless, and yeah. the whole program will support you through all of that. And that's yeah. real. That is. Yeah.
4: That's you know, as honest as you, as you can get. Um, and it's so crazy to me because um, I remember, like, when I came back and did the, the, the group interviews. That was one of our things. I, I, I always forget about that. Like, if someone does not feel that they want to be here, right? It is. It is. It is the best. To be a great mentor is to also support them even when they feel they need to step out or take a leave of absence or You know, they are change of pace, right? A change of uh, change of pace or you know, change of career, wherever it may be. Change your major. Change your major. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Um, we, we get those all the time. But if someone's like, "Hey, I I don't think I can do school. I got to help moms at home. I yep. got I'm working full time. Sure. working two jobs. You know, we, to be a great mentor is to support them in that in that stage as well. And thank you so much for that, Nausea.
1: Well, I want to thank you for being here Um, and taking time out of your busy schedules. As you mentioned, you each have more than one leadership position. Um, I thought it important to highlight the mentoring program to make sure the students understand that this resource is available and it is a powerful resource. Um, I, I have the opportunity to work with students in crisis. And sometimes that crisis is just needing someone to listen. And so it's helped me tonight to make sure that I better understand the resources that students have. I'll tell you, I have two mentors and they have changed my life. I'd say their names, but I haven't gotten their their permission. Um. Um, But when I think about my career and I think about how I see myself in the world, it is directly connected to my best friend, who I consider my mentor and then my professional mentor who also included saying, you need to apply here, right? So um, here we are 15 months later and my mentor literally changed my life. So thank you for changing the lives and being, I think, saving some of the lives of the students that you you are mentoring. And if I can be of any assistance as the Associate Dean of Students or Associate Vice President Dean of Students, please let me know how I can partner with you. Thank you to Sarah DeMoss, who uh, is my um, sister from another mother. Okay. When I, <laughs> Sarah, I need to highlight some mentors. She, 24 hours, was like, here's some students we can sit down with you. Um, she's not here tonight, but I will send her the link so she can hear our, our gratitude. Bar Pereira, you are doing major things and thank you for impacting the lives of these students. And thanks, folks, for stopping by and being with us this evening. We'll see you hopefully in the November Tabletops coming up in a couple weeks. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Come on, how much you love you Come on, show it
0: now. Show it. Now. Come on.